healing tonight. Amen. Healing in his presence. All right. I know you love your little meeting and greeting, but guess what? I got something to do tonight and I got the mic. So all right, go ahead and find your seats. Y'all, y'all, Be healed in Jesus' name, Twyla. We just release healing over you. Just stretch your arms to Twyla here. We just just release healing now over Twyla's body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. We thank you, Father, and we declare your healing anointing is in this house, and we release it now into every cell of her body. In Jesus' name, we declare her healed. We release your goodness, God. Release your strength in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Seizures got to stop in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for Twyla. Thank you, Father, that you are releasing your healing right now. I thank you, Father, for your anointing. Your anointing that breaks the yoke. Thank you, Father, for your strength over her body. I thank you that your anointing drives out all sickness, all disease. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. She's smiling. Praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. I believe God's just going to continue to minister to her tonight. Amen, Twyla? Amen. And we just continue to release healing over my mom. Thank you, Father, that no stroke can leave any effects on her in the name of Jesus. We just declare your healing over her, over her mind, over her thoughts, over her words. And we thank you, Father, that your hand is upon her. We thank you, Lord, that nothing is going to stop her from preaching the word. Amen. We declare it over you. Jesus' name. Didn't want to mess up her hair. All right, just a few announcements here. Uh, the fifth and sixth graders do have a silent little auction deal that you can um, put your bid in there for those kids and help them raise money for their their uh, fundraiser that they're doing. So check that out. You'll see their jars and just take the piece of paper and bid on them. And and I think it was six hours of work from them. So work them. Work does a body good. Amen. 
All right, so uh, again, we just just praise God for his anointing tonight. Amen. All right, are you ready to give to the Lord? Well, it's just kind of quiet. It's the anointing, isn't it? Yeah. So, Father, we thank you for just your opportunity to give, Father. We thank you that your word says, give and it shall be given to you, to us. Press down, shake it together, running over, will you cause men to give into our bosom? And Father, we thank you that we love being able to give. And Lord, I just bless the tithes and offerings tonight. I bless the people, bless the families, bless the kids. And thank you, Father, for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Are y'all warm? Yeah, Pastor Eric says you can come and get. Um, last week we were kind of cold, but I'm good. Well, some of you aren't. All right. I saw some hot people. All right, so somebody, Daddy, check those. We got some hot women. We got some hot, hot That didn't sound so good. We have <laughs> hot women in the house. That's pretty funny. Do you know? Um, you know the the word of God talks about in it talks about that you know that it was thundered and and lightened lightning and and the Lord came in a still small voice and sometimes we we don't realize how God wants to talk to us so tonight you are I'm telling you you are blessed to be here tonight get ready because we've been talking about worship and we've been talking about valuing his presence for the last month we've been understanding what it is to get into the presence of God some can read the Word, open up the read a word, read the Word of God, and phew, they're right there in the presence of God. Some can do it through prayer, and phew, they're right there in the presence of God. Some do it through praise and worship, phew, and they're right there in the presence of God. And we just want to learn how to be saturated with the presence of God. The Bible says, in His presence there is fullness of joy. So tonight, my wife has worked very diligently to sow something into your lives tonight. And I believe if you will get a hold of it, it can be transforming in your life. And let's just, let's just, let's know tonight that let's just take a step and begin to step into what she has to release to us tonight. Is that all right? So uh, I introduce you, Pastor Shelley. Yay! Because it's been a long time. I forgot who I was. I... I don't have my shoes on. Is that okay? What is, we're standing on holy ground scripture, right? Although, I might need to be a little taller against this little podium. All right, so tonight, um, I have to say that I think this is part two of my mom's. And I believe that God orchestrated it that way. And I got my message. I told her. She's like, did you listen to mine? And I was like, no. Haven't had time. So I did, and I went, okay, Lord. Well, I guess 
you still want us on this. So I believe that um, we're two different people, so we're going to deliver it differently, and God's going to highlight different things. Amen? I'm hot now. So tonight we're going to talk about being saturated with God. You know, we went to um, Bethel in Redding, California. I can't even remember the two years ago in June. Thank you, honey. And we had a special time of at a conference that was called Hymn of His Garment Healing Intensive. And we had a time of soaking time, which is not something that we haven't done. I feel like some of you... You probably do this regularly, and some of you, it may be new, and some of you just haven't done it in a long time. I know Susan comes in early, and she's, she's soaking in his presence, and she's, that, that's just what she does to spend time with the Lord. She's behind the keyboard, and she's just ministering and ministering to the Lord, and the praise and worship team does. And, but tonight, I'm going to take you on a journey that we're going to do something just a a little bit different at the end of my message that maybe we've done in a in a special prayer time or something like that. But I have a, a CD that I kind of created with some different songs. And how many of you have ever heard of Graham Cook? Some of you. We, we went many years ago to California, Vacaville, California, and went to his conference. And we went to Fort Worth and saw him there, my mom and I. And... He has a CD called Rise Up as a Warrior, and it's just a, it's a soaking CD, and so I've got like two, two different tracks of that, and then some of the music that, after I get done, I just want us to be saturated in his presence. I know we've already had worship, and it was awesome, but this is a time that you're not singing, you're just receiving. I mean, I know there's, there's receiving and giving of worship, you know, God's always pouring out to us. But this is a time where you're just resting in him. You're not asking him for anything. You're not, you're just going to receive from him. And I know Pastor Virginia said something about, you know, music with no words, but I like words. So I, there are words on the, on the music and there's some music, but I, I believe God is going to release what you need tonight. And whether it's peace or whether it's healing or whether it's, restoration, you know, whatever it is that is just heavy on your heart, because I know that you guys are living life, and there's, there's issues, there's stuff in your life. So we're going to be praying tonight that you just encounter God's peace that passes all understanding, and you're just going to have a love encounter with him. You know, we talk about love encounters all the time, but sometimes we struggle in getting still to have that love encounter. And so I'm hoping tonight that, that you're going to be able to just reach out and touch the hem of his garment as he's just pouring out to you. Psalm 37, 7 says, Be still and rest in the Lord. Wait for him and patiently lean yourself upon him. How many of you can say that sometimes that's a challenge? being still, waiting patiently, and leaning yourself upon him. I believe every one of you want to. We all want to, don't you think? But sometimes it just doesn't feel like there's enough minutes in the day, right? Psalm 1611, 
Pastor Eric already said, you will show me the path of life, and in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures evermore. So what does it mean to be saturated with God? Okay, if we soak something and um, we put it in it and we pull it out, is it, is it soaked up anything if I just go like this? If I take a sponge and go dip, dip, and pull it out, is it saturated? That, that sponge isn't to its full capacity, is it? It's not holding its full capacity until you put that sponge all the way in, you let it soak, and, and that whatever it's soaking in is going to take up that sponge. And what happens to the sponge? It expands, doesn't it? That's what happens as God is pouring into us. We expand. We can do more than we thought we could because of him pouring into us. So what about a cucumber? Think about a cucumber. If you take a cucumber and you put it in, whatever you put it in, because I've never done that, but vinegar and some stuff, something, spices, I don't know. You take that cucumber and you dip it in there and you pull it out. Is it a pickle? What does it still taste like? It still tastes like a cucumber. Okay, but if you take that cucumber... And you soak it in that vinegar and brine. Brine, thank you. You soak it in the brine, that perfect solution of flavor. And you leave it in there a week or two. Is that right? week or two. And it's soaking up all the flavor of that brine. And it, that marinade that it's just marinating in. And voila! What does it become? A pickle. So what happened from the cucumber to the pickle? Transformation. It transformed from this cucumber to the pickle, right? So that's what God wants to do with us. We're not going to become a pickle But our goal is to be saturated with God so that we take on his flavor. We take on his taste. We take on his likeness. We take on his aroma. We take on his fragrance. What else do we take on? His flavor. His love. So, just... Like that cucumber that still tasted like a cucumber after just a a moment. So it is with us. Listen to this. So if we don't saturate ourselves with God, we still taste like the world. So in order for us to taste like the Lord, we have to be saturated with him to have his flavor so that when we're meeting people, they're, they're not meeting the taste of the world. They're meeting him and his likeness and his love and his peace. So that's the process of transformation for us, and we're all in a process. It probably isn't going to happen in a week or two, is it? It's our lifetime of transforming to become like him. 
So why do we want to become like him? Why? So the earth can be filled with his glory. Amen? Because we're the conduit of his glory being released in the earth. Did you know when Jesus said it's finished, it is finished, his part is over. His part is over. He's over here, and he says, I've given you all authority. I've given you all power. Now you guys release the glory in the earth. So if there's not enough glory in the earth, it's up to us to release his glory. So as enough believers are saturated with Father, and all we do is ooze out his flavor, and it's just leaking everywhere we go. His flavor, his likeness, his taste is all over us. Then we are just filling the earth with his glory. And then the earth can reflect heaven. That's the goal. On earth as it is in heaven. So our goal is for the earth to reflect heaven. So, you know, I was talking to Eric the other day. Um, why do we have children? To have stress. No. No. Okay, they may bring stress sometimes. That's a true answer. The reason we have children is not just for us to be blessed with these beautiful kids. It's to fill the earth with his glory. And so we as believers, if we're training up our children to be saturated with God, then we've got generation after generation after generation after generation filling the earth with his glory and guess what? Transformation of the earth will happen. So we're just still in process. And, and right now, I believe the enemy would try to make us think that it's just not happening. But it is. His glory is being released through believers. You know, sometimes right now, I, it really looks like it's being released a lot more over in other countries. That they are so totally growing by leaps and bounds. There is no other religion, and I, I don't like to call Christianity a religion because it is a relationship, but growing like believers that believe in Christ, we're still number one. It may not look like it here in the United States, but we are in the world. They're coming in by thousands and thousands and thousands in other countries. And it's coming here, and I would rather it not come here because of something tragic. I would rather it come here in the United States because the believers are passionately pursuing his presence. And because we're pursuing his presence at a greater measure, God is pouring in, and we're pouring out, and his glory is being released in the earth. Amen? You know, God wants us to enjoy being with him. How many of you love it when your kids or grandchildren, great-grandchildren, jump up in your lap and they just want to be with you or they want to sit at the table with you, they want to come over and see you? 
Don't you think that's how Father is with us? He's just waiting to fellowship and commune with us. He's waiting for us to just reach out to him because he's always there and he's always willing. You know, back in the day, tearing might have been a word that if you were raised in Pentecostal or something, tearing was a word and and it was like you had to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait to receive the Holy Ghost. And it was, they did call him Holy Ghost then. And it was like you had to cry out and weep. And, and I wasn't brought up like that, but I've heard stories like that. And it was almost like you had to strive to be good enough to receive. And if it didn't happen, then maybe you need to pray longer. Maybe you had to get better, and maybe you, you just had too much stuff in your life, and God wasn't giving you the Holy Spirit yet, and that was baloney. But, you know, it was what they knew at the time. So we know something different now, praise the Lord. So today we've gained more understanding. We've got the heart of God in a different measure. So we're being saturated in his presence and Tristan's helping me <laughs> preach it Tristan <laughs> we're focusing on his rest and receiving by faith opposed to striving so as we rest in the Lord we're going to be I want you to think about it we already talked about some attributes but we're going to be saturated in his peace is saturation of his peace a good thing Oh, yeah. We're going to be saturated in his love. Everyone say love. What about his strength? You need his strength? What about his goodness? What about his provision? What else are you going to get saturated in from Father? Grace, mercy, wisdom. Hope, patience, good, very good. So every beautiful, amazing attribute, attribute and characteristic of God, he's just like, let me pour it out on you. Let me pour it out on you. I think he's always pouring. We just got to be in position to just be still and know that he is God. That's the hard part, you guys, being still. You know, Eric will tell you that he doesn't sit very easy. He's not a sitter. It's hard for him to, I can sit for hours in front of the computer studying. I mean, just five, six hours can go by. And I'm like, wow, I haven't moved. Not him. He can't do that. So it's, it's, you know, it's hard for him to, to sit. But God wants us to learn to rest and be still in him. Resting and, tra- and becoming saturated with God's presence in our lives and on our lives helps us transform from glory to glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are, are being transformed. I think that's key right there, are being transformed. 
It doesn't say we are transformed. It says we are being transformed. So that means it's a process, right? We just haven't arrived. The, the moment we accepted Christ and we took on his righteousness, we just didn't become this mature believer. We're in process. Into the same image from glory to glory, just as the Spirit of the Lord. So when we're saturated in God's presence, we begin to behold him. And as we do, we become like him, and his presence enables us to behold the Lord. So the great news is, we can't remain the same in his presence. We cannot remain the same in his presence. Just, just our worship time right there. We can't remain the same as we come in, and we just are just soaking in the love of the Lord and worshiping, worshiping him back. As we wait on the Lord, Isaiah 40, verse 31 says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So what comes with waiting? Strength. As we wait on the Lord, we shall renew our strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So there's a lot of good things on waiting on the Lord. The word wait in this verse means to expect, look for, and hope in him. Are are we expecting? Are we hoping for? Are we looking to him in everything? Who he is starts to get on us and in us. You know, I believe that over the last few years here, you know, we've transformed. We are transforming, I should say. You know, we, we've, we've gained new revelation of God's love, his grace, his mercy. We've, we've gained revelation of his goodness, of his righteousness, of who we are in Christ, our identity. And we're taking him on in a new way. And it's really a beautiful thing, don't you think? The divine exchange of his strength for our weakness and his ability instead of our frailty and inadequacy happens because we spend time waiting on him. We spend time resting in his presence. Our lives are changed. You know, Holy Spirit has these wonderful gifts for us. What is the fruit of Holy Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So he lives in us. So an, un- an unending measure of that fruit lives in us. So we just got to continually tap into it. It's there, but sometimes we've got to place a demand on it because he's always willing. And I believe being saturated in his presence helps to place a demand on that and pull it out as we need as we need that patience, as we need to draw from his love, as we need his peace. So Psalms 46.10, again, this scripture says, Be still and know that I am God. So when do we know he is God? When we get still. The Message Bible says this, Step out of the traffic. You ever feel like your life's got a little traffic? Take a long, loving look at me, your God. 
above politics, above everything. I like, I like the wording of that. Step out of the traffic. Everyone say, I'm stepping out of the traffic. This scripture tells us that when we're still, we are expecting, looking for, and hoping in him. And we're saturated in his presence. And there, we'll come into a knowing and experiencing of Father. I like this one right here. Worship is the love call of his sons and daughters. As we simply love and adore him, we'll experience the richness of his presence in greater measure. Worship is the love call of his sons and daughters. In Daniel 10, 9, it says, But I heard the sound of his words, and as soon as I heard the sound of his words, I fell into a deep sleep on my face, my face to the ground. I believe Daniel was just slain in the spirit by the power of God. He couldn't stand in, the, in, in, in just, the, just his words, just God's words speaking to Daniel. Down he went. You know, I think sometimes in church, we've forgotten the powerful things that happen in the Bible and the miraculous things that happen and I think just focusing on the valuing of his presence, we're reminded of going, wow, there's some really cool things that happen that really blow our mind at the things that God is doing and what he wants to do because he wants to do more. Holy Spirit is here. I look at the things that miraculously were done in the Old Testament and the New and think, wow, it's still available and more for us. Some of the, some of, some of the benefits of being saturated in his presence, or receiving revelation. It's often a fruit of being saturated with God's presence. In Psalms 27, it says, I'm going to take verse 1, 4, 8, and 13, and 14, just for sake of time here. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear or dread? The Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In verse 4, it says, One thing have I asked of the Lord, that I will seek, inquire for, and insistently require that I might dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life, to behold and gaze upon the beauty, the sweet attractiveness, and the delightful loveliness of the Lord, and to meditate, consider, and inquire in his temple. Verse 8 says, you have said, seek my face, inquire for, and require my presence as your vital need. Inquire for and require my presence as your vital need. My heart says to you, your face, your presence, Lord, will I seek. Inquire for and require of necessity and on the authority of your word. Verse 13 says, what? What would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? 
And 14 says, wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. So in verses 1 through 3, he's talking about receiving the confidence and strength in facing the enemy. You guys feel like you got a you got an enemy? So I'm thinking that as we are saturated in the Lord, the enemy is he's held back. How many of you want the enemy held back? Amen. Verse 4 and 5 said his desires to dwell in the house of or presence of the Lord all the days of his life. 6 through 8 is talking about the sacrifices of joy and seeking of the God's face. And 9 through 13 is victory of the enemy and seeing the goodness of God. Isaiah 30, verse 15 through 17 says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. The Lord encourages us here that salvation, which means wholeness, stems out of returning and resting in him. And this is the picture of being in the presence of God. The fruit of resting in him is quietness and confidence. Everyone say quietness and confidence. This becomes the source of our strength. You know, I'm, I love worship music. I mean, if there's anything that takes me right in to his presence, I can walk in and Susan's playing, and I'm there. I'm like, yahoo. I love listening to you and the praise and worship team. I'm lame. Uh, we are blessed. We are so blessed with our, with our worship team. They, they know. You know, because they're worshipers, they help bring us. You, should, you, should, you guys just really need to just thank them and just because we're just blessed. So anointed music for me, you know, music is, anointed music is more than just the words. God's with it. I mean, everything that God is, is with it. Just pouring into us. Anointed worship can only be birthed out of a heart of worship. And that's what we have with our praise and worship team. We've got worshipers. You know, I know Tatum's going to minister Sunday on worship, and and I hope I'm not touching some of her stuff, but... um, (laughs) It's okay, she touched mine, I touched yours. It's all good because uh, we, all, we all need it. But, you know, I'm not saying everyone has to raise their hands, but they, David, he knew how to worship. He, he danced before the Lord. He danced so much one time, he lost his clothes. I... It's okay that you don't dance so much that you lose your clothes. But I'm praying that as we're focusing on worship this month, that it won't be something that we just touch it and we move to the next focus month, but that you take a little step 
further into doing something you haven't done to worship the Lord. You know, sometimes you don't feel comfortable raising your hands. Well, I didn't used to. But the more you do something, the more you get familiar with it. And it's not as scary. Like, you know, being up here. <laughs> really, it's not bad. I'm, I'm, I'm good. But the first time wasn't so not scary. It was very scary. It was petrifying. So what are the, some of the things, and I'm hoping... I really thought that maybe I won't go too deep into this because I thought Tatum's probably going to touch some of this. But as we're in worship and we're receiving, I believe that spiritual bondages can be broken off of your life. I believe that no one can even lay hands on you and God can break things off of you. Just by being in his presence. I remember one year, Darren, at, at one of the branded camps, or might have been Kamikaze before that, you know, he was t- trying to teach the kids how to rest and not strive how to just rest in his presence. So it's not that you don't ever serve and do things, but this is that, that quiet, secret place that you get with God. And I'm hoping that even as a corporate body, we're able to take you places like that because We've set the environment, the atmosphere for God to just be able to pour out corporately because, you know, we're all carrying the Holy, we're all carrying Holy Spirit with us right here. So we have a greater measure of him here when there's multiplied of us, right? That's, that's what the corporate anointing is, is that we come together as a family, as a body, and he lives in us, but when we're all together, we're more powerful, The scripture tells us that one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put. So it's compounded of what we can do as we come together. It can bring spiritual victories in your life. I won't. I was going to talk about Jehoshaphat and what happened. He sent the praisers out first, didn't he? In 2 Chronicles 20, verse 21, it says, When he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers to sing to the Lord and praise him in their holy priestly garments as they went out before the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord said, Ambushments against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were self-slaughtered. So what happened? He sent praisers out, and victory happened, right? There was a story about Elisha, but I'm going to try not to take all of... Okay, she's like, I'm okay. So in 2 Kings 3, 4, And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives, before whom I stand, surely were it not that I respect the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would neither look at you nor see you, King Joram. But now bring me a minstrel. And while the minstrel played, the hand and power of the Lord came upon Elisha. He called for the musician. Because he knew, Elisha knew the anointing that flowed through the music. He called, and what happened? God poured out, didn't he? 
And he said, Thus says the Lord, Make this dry brook bed full of trenches. For thus says the Lord, You shall not see wind or rain, yet that ravine shall be filled with water, so you, your cattle, and your beast, a burden may drink. This is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hands. So, called for the minstrel. The power of God came on. He prophesied, actually. He, they were delivered. They were delivered from their enemies and protected. And it was like, so a lot can happen in worship. It brings us closer to the Lord and uplifts a defeated spirit. In Psalms 25, 1, it says, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. When David was downcast, he began to sing songs of praise to the Lord. Even when David did not feel like singing. You ever felt not like singing? He had disciplined his spirit to sing praise unto the Lord. What, what was that? He disciplined his spirit to sing praise to the Lord. The sacrifice of praise is part of that. When you're not feeling like it, you do it. Isaiah 61.3 says, Isaiah here speaks of our exchanging a spirit of heaviness for a garment of praise. The Hebrew word for heaviness literally means failing. There are times when we have a spirit of failing and we accept defeat. It's not that we're defeated. We accept the defeat. We must clothe ourselves with a song of praise as a garment in the Orient, the apparel expressed the mood in the mind. As one, remember whenever they, something happened, they would put on sackcloth and ashes on their clothing. You knew what was going on. As one fills his mind and mouth with songs of praise, the spirit of failing will be stripped off. Say hallelujah. As a worn out garment and in its place you receive a garment of praise. That's a pretty good trade off. Isn't it? Spirit of heaviness for a garment of praise. Let's throw off that spirit of heaviness garment. I want to trade it in for a new garment of praise. Amen? So worship and being saturated with God brings the presence and glory of God upon a congregation, which we've already talked about that. What happens as we come together as a body, united together in worship, it releases a powerful anointing. It testifies to others of the greatness and goodness of God. Psalms 92 says, It is good and delightful thing to give thanks to the Lord. It is good and a delightful thing to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises with musical accompaniment to your name, O Most High, to show forth your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness at night. When with an instrument of ten strings and with the lute, with a solemn sound upon the lyre, for you, O Lord, have made me glad by your works. At the deeds of your hands, I joyfully sing. So what do we have? We have musicians and singers, don't we? So another benefit of being saturated with God's presence, it quickens the prophetic word. 2 Kings 3, 11 through 16, King Jehoshaphat desired a prophetic word to give him direction. He inquired for a prophet in verse 11, and Elisha was brought forward. Elisha sought for the minstrel, which we talked about that scripture. 1 Samuel 10, 5 through 6, a company of prophets are seen as coming down a road, preceded by those who played psalteries, tambrids, pipes, and harps. 
result was that by the proceeding of anointed music, not only did the prophets prophesy, but the spirit of prophecy came upon Saul. And he also prophesied. It was the presence of music that quickened the prophetic word to Saul and the prophets. So praise God for prophetic music, for anointed worshipers in this house and our praise and worship team and and all that we can get through our CDs and, and all that's available to us. And you know, with you... Each of you are different. You know, maybe it's not as much with me. Maybe it's just sitting down and reading the word. But music is automatic for me. When it's anointed music, we, we can go. How many of you are that way with music? A lot of you. Okay, so I know we're, we all have busy lives. And I know you're on 100% go all the time. And sometimes you can feel overwhelmed even with your circumstances. So tonight we're just going to going to have Justin get ready to cue that up. And what we're going to do is I just want to pray and just ask the Lord to just minister to you. I don't want I really would prefer you not not to ask him for anything, but just receive from him tonight. I don't know what you're needing, but I know you know. So the first part is music and Graham just speaking identity to you. And the second part is um, a young lady just singing with worship music. And But the words are powerful. And so just receive it into your spirit tonight. And so it's it's like, you know, about probably about 15 minutes here. So I want you, I mean, some of you are comfortable enough that you may say, I'm hitting the floor, you know, I'm just going to lay flat. Because laying down like that is a, a, a place of surrender. But I'm not saying you have to. You can sit in your chair. You can, whatever way you can receive is fine. But just know that, God loves you. I believe healing is going to be released right there for Twyla and my mom and so many others that you're believing for. And when I pray for this at 8, you guys, I'll just, I really don't want to interrupt because some of you might be able to stay a little longer if you want to. But if you have kids, then go ahead and go get your kids at 8. But we've got a good 15 minutes here of just soaking and being saturated in his presence. So sometimes it takes just a little bit to lay all the cares of the world aside. When we were at Fairfield in Arkansas, we listened to Graham's CD every morning. It's like 45 minutes. And there are some times where we just fell asleep. But I figure it must be just the peace of God that... Our spirit is awake and alert, even though my body was not. I was receiving something from the Lord as we laid there. So some of you may doze off, especially with your busy day. But just know that you're being ministered to by the Lord. So, Marty, if you can kind of just bring the lights down. Get whatever position you want to get in. And 
Let me pray. Father, I just thank you that we just want to be saturated with your goodness. We want to be saturated with your love. We want to be saturated with your peace, your righteousness, God, everything that you are, all your goodness, Father. Lord, we just lay the cares of today and our lives and our families and our issues and our jobs and everything that's going on, we just lay them at the foot of the cross. And we thank you, Father, for what you're going to do in this short amount of time, Father. We thank you for your healing being released spiritually, physically, emotionally. We thank you, Father. Jesus name I am is calling you to a new dimension of the power and place of the spirit where truth is the gateway to experience and encounters with me release the wisdom of my ways I am calling you to walk in the power of my perception about you. For your life to be governed by how I see you. For you to embrace my identity for you. That you would live in the majesty of my affection. Undaunted, unworried, unbeatable. My perception of you will upgrade your DNA in the spirit. No longer a child, but a son. Moving into maturity. Learning your authority. Embracing your liberty. The DNA of sonship gives you access to different dimensions of permission, inheritance, and authority. From this place, you will have a deeper, broader authorization over the enemy. Foot soldiers are empowered. Warriors are embraced, empower, and permission. Sonship elevates you to inhabit, not just visit the place of my abundance. In this place, you will discover your true self. As you develop the obedience to live within my intentionality, you will learn to live in harmony with my delight in you. And this unity with the Spirit will be the source of your overcoming lifestyle in this next dimension. I will teach you how to make the future incredible by living in a present that is beautiful. When the present state of your heart is so enriched by my glory, your current identity will run to meet your emerging destiny. And you will live in the power 
of an accelerated lifestyle. Do you see now, dear heart, why you need the power of a renewed mind? Earthbound logic cannot comprehend the true nature of life in the spirit. Only a heavenly mindset can do that, and that is the mind of Christ. Behold, I make my face shine upon you. I am delighted in you. Remain there. Abide in my keeping power. Dwell in the place of fullness, which is perpetual blessing. My grace overwhelms everything that you are not, so that I may fully gaze on you, my beloved, my beauty, and your heart shall melt with delight and favor as you walk in the peace and the blessing of your God. I have brought you to a deeper place of favor and inheritance. A deep well of provision is inside you. A deep river of blessing is before you. The first opens up the second. Your internal focus is the key to external freedom. To drink deep is an act of worship. There is a new depth available. Go to a deeper place of delight. When I open you up to new depths of my love, it will expose the hidden things in you that prevent you from fully experiencing me. My goodness eradicates despair. My mercy illuminates self-hatred. My joy exposes low self-esteem. I am not exposing you to ridicule you, beloved, but to bring you to acceptance and wholeness. I am exposing to you your own greatness in me. A fresh revelation of my nature upgrades you to stand in a new dimension in the spirit. In this place, I have set a fresh provision before you to bring you to a higher place than you have ever risen to. Come up higher, beloved. Hear me continuously whisper to you. Arise. Arise, my love, my fair one.
The call upon you is to rise up and occupy a higher, deeper, broader place in my name and my nature. To learn to inhabit this dimension, not just visit it. The time of visitation is over. The place of habitation has been erected. You are in it and surrounded by it. A place higher than the enemy can affect has been created for you. Rise up and inhabit. Enter a high place of my affection. Come in. Enter a new environment of faith and permission. The door is open. You are in a new season. You have a new beginning. Don't look about you and say, but I'm still in the old place. <laughs> you are in a new beginning. It has already occurred. You receive it first in spirit, then it becomes the truth in your experience. You are in learning the lessons of abiding. Remain here. Dwell here. Stay here. Explore this higher place. Allow me to give you a new vision for life in the spirit. When you have a fresh perspective, you can see more.
of God.